Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. My name is Steve Moylan, and today I've got another artist from the 2015 Adelaide Fringe. Steve Moylan here at Link Adelaide with a very special introduction to this interview with the wonderful Lana Schwartz ahead of her show in the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, in this interview, sometimes I don't get it right uh, and uh, kind of didn't do quite enough research before this one. Uh, so we basically focused a lot on uh, Lana's breast cancer and that, of course, is the subject of her comedy show, but uh, there's much, much more much more to her, and uh, her director, Liz Skitch, is an amazing woman, amazing performer in her own right, um, and uh, Lana's a, a dab hand at puppetry as well, which I would have loved to have had a chat with her about a lot more than I did after our interview, but uh, I didn't, and uh, I don't think it really suffers for that, but it would have just been nice to do a lot more with Lana and uh, have much more of a livelier chat with her rather than dealing so much just with the seriousness of uh, what she's been through over the last few months. Um, so with Lana's permission, I've included some of the stuff we spoke about after the interview in here. It's a little bit bitty, um, but uh, she's a very, very funny woman, and I think her show is going to be fantastic. Um, thank you, Lana, for your time and for allowing me to put all this up, and uh, hope the Adelaide Fringe is good for you and uh, that everyone gets out and sees Lana Schwartz's show in the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Here's our chat. Hello, it's Stephen Colling from Link Adelaide. How are you? Hi, Stephen. I'm really well. How are you? All right, thank you. Lovely to talk to you. It's lovely to talk to you too. Um, are you happy to have an interview now? I am, yeah. I'm just in like an intense argument about anti-vaccination online. So this is actually good. It's getting me away from it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really, it's really good. It's, I, I think it's a good thing that comes to But I can't believe you life. can have an argument about it, really. It's just well, logic. Well, I know. Well, we think it's logic. Obviously, you think it's logic. It's science, but there are a lot of people friend. who don't. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I had an argument with someone today about climate change, you know. Oh. And you just sit there going, how is it that you can work in the arts and and be a climate change denier. Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. These are arts workers. <laughs> yeah. Time oh, to get new friends. Totally. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Time to get new friends. Yeah. Oh, no, he wasn't a friend. He was someone that I had to work with today, and I was like, oh, what? How? How does this work? No, <laughs> not good. Not good. All right, no. so I'll record this, and I'll put it over as a podcast in the next couple of days. Um, uh mm-hmm. I'm joined on the line by Lana Schwartz, who is bringing Lovely Lady Lump to the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. It's a comedy, and she knows me on the line now. How are you doing, Lana? I'm really well. How are you? All right, thank you. Um, now, according to the blurb on in the Fringe Guide, you, you've had a bit of a fun year. Oh, it's been awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a great year. Oh, so good. You've had a baby. I had a cancer baby. <laughs> Gave birth to a cancer baby. Oh. I yeah, I killed it. Um, so I don't know whether that's uh, humane or not. But um, oh, the anti-abortionists will be on you. That'll be it. Oh God, yeah, 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 for sure. There'll be there'll there'll be people protesting at my show. I'm sure. But is it probably one of, the, one of the babies you'd be quite happy to get rid of? Really. Uh, I was really happy to get rid of that baby. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a, a baby that I even knew. It was one of those things where you know you you know those stories of women who are pregnant and don't know that they're pregnant, and all of a sudden they give birth and they're like, "Oh, what's this? A baby?" That was kind of what it was like. I had no idea it was there. 
Oh. None. I didn't even feel it. You know, it was just um, it was uh, just through this magical um, story that I went to go and have a scan, and they found it. Wow. Mm. Everybody should go and get checked up. That's my take-home message. And phenomenal if you couldn't feel it and it was still there. That's quite scary. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Um, I think that uh, certainly in, let's talk about young boobies, um, in younger, because I was 40 last year when when they found it and Mm. uh, that's still considered young, I suppose. Um, Well, it is. It's considered young for breast cancer. Yeah. Um, And... uh, so it was totally unexpected, but also the the density of of your breasts at that age is um is so much denser that it's difficult for you to necessarily feel it, so yeah, they can sometimes only pick it up on a scan, yeah, scary, scary mm. and deep and horrible, and how do you make a comedy out of that? Yeah. Um, look, I have uh, two main coping mechanisms when I when it comes to when it comes to trauma. I like my main coping mechanism is um, humour, and uh, I think the other coping mechanism is just pretending it's not happening. So, um, you know, as long as I was using one of those two mechanisms, I was probably going to be fine. Yeah. Psychologically. Ugh. Yeah, I can't imagine what it is to go through. <laughs> Um, well, oh, hopefully you never have to go through it, you know. No, well, I don't um, think I'll ever have to get No, Well, I could because men can get it as well, but, you know. That's right, yes. yeah. One in be, a thousand, the statistic is. And that's that's a bit high for me. <laughs> I know it's 0.1%, but it's still, a thousand's a really small number. It is, yeah, it really is, it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, as long as you're checking your movie, it should be fine. Mm-hmm. You've got to yeah. check everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about you and comedy. Now, apart from the fact that you mm-hmm. just said that you're a certain age that you certainly don't sound at all, um, how did you get into comedy? Uh, I was, um, I think I did my first stand up gig, not I think, I definitely did my first stand up gig when I was 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because my boyfriend uh, at the time. Was, it just kept saying to me, you know, you, you need to go out and do this and, you know, you need to do stand-up. There aren't enough women in stand-up, go and do it. Um, and I just went, no, that's a man's game. I'm not into it. Um, and then he finally just gave up and he said, fine, I'm giving up. But I just think it's a shame. And that uh, it's a shame if you don't do it. And as soon as he said it was a shame that, you know, it's a shame that you don't do it, I just went, yeah, all right, uh, maybe I should do it then. And I tried it. I actually did my first gig at, um, you know, uh, the Melbourne Comedy Festival run a women's um, workshop. Oh, I do, yeah, so I geez, do a women's Louise. comedy, like a female comedy gala sort of thing. Yeah, yes, was there is a gala. I didn't that? do my first. I didn't do my first gig on that. <laughs> but geez, they they used to do a workshop um, that ran over two days, and I did that workshop. And at the end of that workshop, you could sign up to do what they called a faux show. Um, you know, the fake show, uh, which really was a show. It was just, but it was just in front of um, the people who were in the workshop and the people who were running the workshop. So. Um, I did my first stand-up set there, and it went well, and I guess I got the bug. 
And then my the next few gigs went terribly. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what happens to everyone, apparently, because I keep on hearing stories of stand-ups, and their first gig goes really well, so they go back again. But I don't think they're mm. too confident, and then it dies. And then they come back oh, again yeah. after that. Died. Died on my ass for a few gigs. Um, and then uh, came back and, you know, just sort of got... Um, subsequently better and you know of course always you, you know you try new material and the new material doesn't necessarily quite work all the time maybe it does maybe it doesn't you know so you're always going to go through your ups and downs but it'll never be like when you're first starting out when you're really truly bad <laughs> and when you probably don't know how to handle an audience or you don't realize that audiences can be terrible oh yeah yeah that's right that's right. Although I still do, even though I know that the it's a um, no, it's a back and forth thing. Like it, mm. it, you know, the the audience gives you energy, and you in turn gives the audience energy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at the same time, I'm quite probably quite hard on myself. And if if I if 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 I do a gig that doesn't go so well, um, I will inherently blame myself mm. and just go, well, I need to be a bit better than that. But, um, but usually it might have something to do with, I don't know whether they, you know, I might walk on stage and they might just happen to not like people with red hair that day, you know, like who knows? And whatever it is that, I, whatever it is that I'm presenting to them straight away, they, they may just, you know, not be into it. And, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, did you have any mentors mm. uh, when you started out? Or do you have any mentors that helped you through kind of those first few gigs that didn't go well? Not really. I think I would complain to the people around me, or not complain, but sort of talk about it or obsess about it with the people around me. But um, I can't necessarily think of... You know what? I I know what's going to happen is I will get off the phone with you Mm. and immediately I'll go, oh, that person was really instrumental to me when I was starting out. But, you know, I just can't think off the top of my head at the moment. Even people maybe that you didn't have conversations with, who were you kind of looking up to as kind of Oh, wow, you know. Is that the same question I, for you? I love, um, so I really look up to other female comics. <laughs> there are so many really awesome ones. I love female comics. They're incredible. Um, you know, the, the day I discovered Tina Fey and mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman um, just oh wow, you know, like a whole bunch of amazing female comics. Tignataro. Um, the day I discovered Sarah Silverman was just like a lightning bolt, and I just went, "Yeah, I could never do what she does in the way that she does it because that's her." But it just really, I just sort of really went, "Yeah, yeah, this is great. I have people that I can um, look up to." I think that we're getting to that that point, and there have always been amazing female comics around, you know. But yeah. there there seems to be significantly less of them um, a number of years ago, and now there are more and more, which I just think is brilliant. I, I think just, it's great. Just, Bring it on. In a sense, I hate that we keep on having conversations about females not being funny. It's just like no. <laughs> <laughs> boyfriends who sat there going, oh, please don't take me to see a female comic. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe you're going out with me and you think that women aren't funny. 
No, I, there's a reason why I'm single, obviously. Are they just scared they're going to get ripped to shreds? No, I think they, you know, they just genuinely have have that belief for some reason. And then, you know, and then they turn around and they say see me do a set a spot or something like that and then they're like oh no no, no you're funny <laughs> i just don't like other i just don't like female comics so like, does that mean you're not a what do you think comic? i am yeah. yeah i know i know it's weird it's weird but anyway we we do have this discussion over and over and over again with people but um and i really did want to bring and, it into this conversation i thought i wanted to be better than that <laughs> yeah no i i probably wouldn't have wanted to do it either but you know i think it was um I guess maybe I can always you know, edit talking it about who, talking just talking about who my influences are, yeah. and you know, like um, trying to or who I really enjoy watching, and I go out of my way to um, to watch female comics, and I, it's just something that that I I do and I really enjoy doing, but I also make a, an effort to do it as well. God, it sounded like I just made an effort, but like it's, I, I go, I, I seek it out is really what I mean to say because I yeah. enjoy it. I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just get more color out of it, and because you look at you know Fiona Lockler, yeah. the list of the list of awesome female comics is endless. Like Geraldine Queen is amazing. She goes oh, for the music incredible. comedy stuff. You could do, you just run through yeah. a list of redheaded females that are brilliant. Yeah, I know. I think there's a few photos of us as well. Not just redheaded female comics, just redheaded comics in general. Mm-hmm. Have you worked with um, Laurie Bell from Adelaide? Yes, 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 I have. And she is a joy. She's, she's fantastic. An, she's an absolute joy and she's hilarious. She's a good person and she's very, very, very funny and probably one of the best comics I've seen work on the fly as well. Yeah. They're just the stuff, just working off the audience, oh, you know, bantering. So much hosting as well. She's one of the best hosts you'll find as well. Yeah, and and that's that's been my, um, you know, mainly been my experience with with Laurie. But um, yeah, no, she's great. So I love her. Where do you get most of your gigs in Melbourne? Oh well, it used to be, um, you know, with uh, Chevron's and. Um, you know, at the Butterfly Club and mm-hmm. um, the Imperial. Uh, but I um, sort of had, I, I guess when I got sick last year, I, I really couldn't commit to gigs mm. as much as as much as I wanted to. So that all sort of um, petered out a little bit. Um, but there are a lot of rooms going in Melbourne. It's, uh, you know, sort of a lot of... Because you've got to get everyone... Match fit ready for comedy festival every year. Mm, mm. Oh well, people come from all over the place to get oh, know, yeah. to get ready for comedy festival. I'm not doing comedy festival this year. What are you going to do? Just go and see shows? Mm, I don't know. I guess I'll just enjoy myself. <laughs> you know? As long as you can get a pass and get into the club every night, you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I, I I was meant to be doing a show. I was meant to be doing um, uh, Jed and Jamie's show, Ye Oldie Star Warsy, which is going to be brilliant. Um, but uh, I just, again, it was one of those things of like I just don't know what my fatigue levels are going to be like. So. Um, so how long ago? Like how long ago did you get through the breast cancer? Um, look, I probably, uh, well, October last year was when I finished, um, treatment. So it was only, it was only, a, what, three months ago. Oh, wow. That that's I finished really active recent. Treatment. Mm. Yeah. It feels like longer ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's not that it's like terribly no long ago. No. You know, so my body still, um, you know, has ups and downs of, uh, of fatigue levels and all that mm. sort of stuff. Um, but I'm getting, like, heaps better in terms of energy. It's heaps better. You know, so that's all And being it's all great. Like and the fridge gig- is going to give you so much energy as well. I hope so. Um, I'm only doing three nights because of it, though, because I was like, oh, it is quite um, stressful on the body and, and I wasn't sure about how that would affect me. So I have just kept it to three nights only, but um, that's all right. Mm. And you're Make so- sure to get, get there in those three nights. Oh, yeah, so the 18th to the 20th of February at 9pm at yeah. the store in Melbourne yeah. Street, which is a new comedy room. Um, mm. Brand new for Adelaide, I think pretty much opening up for the fringe. I haven't heard too many other gigs coming out of there sort of before the mm. fringe. But if it's going to, if like bad question I suppose. If it's going to if it's going to take so much out of you, why yeah. are you doing it? Oh, um I guess because I can't help myself. <laughs> um <laughs> Here's the thing, for Adelaide Fringe, but I'm not doing it for Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, and I think that 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 is that says a lot about Adelaide and how beautiful the audiences are because you guys are up for so much different stuff, you know? Mm. Like, And you can really... It really is fringe. Like you can really try something that is very different for you and unusual for you, and people will come and support that. So this is a go, massive. Yeah, art. This is a massive but, step away from what you'd normally do in an art of stand-up. I mean, not just the um, subject matter, but maybe the style of show that you're doing. Yeah, it's really quite theatrical. Yeah, okay. it's really quite theatrical. Um, We've got a fair amount of projection in there. It's uh, it's a real mix of stand-up and character and storytelling and um, little lapses, and there's probably uh, a bit of pathos in there as well, you know. Uh, or what is that? what I like to call a happy-sad sandwich. That's good. I, I like that. Mm, the happy-sad sandwich. The happy-sad sandwich. Awesome. So uh, <laughs> I have done happy sad sandwiches before. Um, yeah. In fact, I've done it a fair bit. But uh, but yeah, this is this is genuinely. I'm I'm quite excited about it. Um, I tr- I did actually trial a lot of the uh, the stand up material about cancer. I trialed that about the place, mm. um, and that went down very well, which was great. Um, it's in, it's a really I think it's a really interesting mix and it's stuff that the writing of it I haven't actually tried to write it's it's you know the jokes have almost written themselves they mm. might be genuine thoughts that I've been thinking you know that are really you, people just go oh you didn't think that I'm like uh, yeah only someone thinking about their actual mortality would think. Yeah, that particular thought, you know, and it goes so, back to what you were saying before about coping me- mechanisms, and mm, you have oh, to, yeah. you've got no choice but to try and get through it. So, whatever you, if mm. your brain's in comedy and has knows comedy, it's going to go perhaps to a comedy place to help mm. you through it. 
Yeah, that's right. And I was um, I did um, another podcast recently with with Hamo, and I was talking to him about because he said to me, "You didn't want to do a cancer show, did you?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't want to do a cancer show." <laughs> I felt, you know, I was just like, "Oh God, it's, it's like, you know, oh, I've got cancer, therefore there's going to be a cancer show." I'm like, "Yeah," but the, the fact of the matter is, is that you know, when it takes. When it takes you five months or six months or a year or whatever it is that it's going to take for your treatment, um, that is your life. And so you make jokes about what's happening in your life. Mm. And so it was, it was pretty um, inevitable that I would do it. And it's, and it's been really uh, quite a healing process for mm. me as well, which That's is fantastic. great. Yeah. So that means you've probably done Can You Take This Photo, Please, with Hamo. Sorry. Did you do uh, Hamo's Can You Take This Photo Please podcast? Then? Yes. Oh, yes. You're one yes. of those privileged few. That's an awesome <laughs> I'm podcast. one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so much better let me mention another. Let, let me mention a different podcast on this podcast. Oh, that's <laughs> right. None of us make any money out of it. <laughs> no. He's got heaps more listeners than I do. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's all good. You, you, this will be amazing. This will be, this will be amazing. <laughs> You'll get you'll get heaps of people listening. <laughs> All right, Lana, I better let you go. Um, you have an awesome, awesome Adelaide Fringe. You're here for three nights only: eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of February at nine pm at the Store, one fifty seven Melbourne Street in North Adelaide. It's a brand new comedy venue for Adelaide. Uh, Lana Schwartz from Melbourne, lovely lady lump at the two thousand and fifteen Adelaide Fringe Festival. Lana, thank you very much for joining me, and uh, have a great Excellent. fringe. You too. Bye. And that was the edited version of my chat with Lana Swartz, whose show Lovely Lady Lump is on at the 2015 Adelaide Fringe. Um, normally, once I finish uh, that bit of the chat, I thank my guest very, very much for their time. And uh, we sort of uh, let her know what's happening next and then get to the end of the conversation and say goodbye and leave. With Lana, that happened and then we had this. Anyway, I should let you off, um, off the line, but it's lovely to speak to you. Lovely to speak to you as and, well. And um, definitely uh, I'd love to, you know, see you in the show. And Yeah, if I see you around, I'll say day. Yeah, otherwise um, try and be around Melbourne Comedy Festival because I come over there every year and I'll be a technical stage manager in one of the venues again this year. So. Oh, which venue? I don't know. They haven't given me one yet. Oh. But, okay. Like last year at the last minute, they gave me um, Puff It Up, so I had Henson Alternative, and I went on tour with them to Sydney and Brisbane, which was amazing. Okay. Yeah, I know those guys. The I Henson know the Puff It Up crew. How do you Sorry. know uh, I am a puppeteer. That's why. Oh. oh and all puppeteers that. know each other. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so much fun. Uh I know, right? They're good people. They let me stick my they hand are... up the puppets. I bet. It I bet so they did. Good. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may have discovered an alternative calling, you know. Uh-huh. It's good. They were, they were happy because they got me to go through the alphabet. And they when I did, like, W, I ha- opened my mouth extra times. And they said, no one does that. Yeah, right. So I kind of... So what you... Like, you actually, you actually opened it at the amount, the proper amount. Yeah. Correct. Instead of just going W and just, I'm, I'm signing, opening my mouth over the phone. It doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. It's all right. I'm, I'm lip syncing as I'm talking to you as well. Yeah, it's great. But I didn't realise you were a puppeteer. 
So that's mm. kind of what your other jobs are. You're kind of in theatre and around theatre and puppeteering. That's my other so. jobs, yeah. That's that's what I was doing today, actually, because um, I've been hired for... <laughs> that's what we could have talked about as well, oh. the fact that there's no weather in Melbourne. Um I have been working for a new festival, a new outdoor arts festival called Somersault, and I've been doing um, my little puppet peak boxes, like I do little one-minute puppet peak shows. And so I've been doing that, and then I trialled a new one, um, which uh, the other night, which is an adults-only one. And and the interesting thing about that was, like, I was really using my comedy to try and see if I could make a physical uh, physicalize a joke. Yeah. So the outside of the box would be the setup to the joke, and then when you look inside the box, you'd get the punchline straight away. Yeah. So I was like, can I do that? Can, and turns out I can. It worked. Which was great. Is that now this summer summer somersault? Yeah. Is that yeah. the ones that had like giant bees poking out of buildings and stuff? Because yes. I've seen some photos from friends that are over there. My friend Joe made those. They're amazing. Yeah, they're beautiful. And they're Felipe, just Felipe, sorry, Felipe made them. Joe painted them. Oh, yeah. So good. Just get them brought yeah. over here for a fringe. That'd be great. Well, the fringe probably just need to call them and. And hire them, I suppose. Yeah. Because they're made now. They were made especially for them. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, um, yeah, it's been great. It's been good. And, all, yeah, all these things will then feed into your comedy show. And considering it's so theatrical, you can use all those other skills as well, which is great. Well, that's right. Yeah. There's a little bit of, um, you know, there's a bit of projection and animation in there. Well, we put all the best stuff in the bit that's not in the interview. And. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, I was just realising that. I was like, oh, no. Um, the recorder's still running, but I, if I can, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, edit it in, that's fine. In. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Anything, any, anything that I've made you laugh at, just put it back in. Because I just totally put the serious stuff, you know, I thought, oh, I better cover off from the cancer to start with, and then we can talk yeah. about making it funny, and then we just kind of stayed in the cancer world, and it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can. Why it's hard to make a cancer show. Yeah, it's um, well, I mean, you know, like I did, I did struggle with that uh, a, a bit, and I still do struggle with it because sometimes, you know, like I might come out with a bit, and my director will be like, "Oh my god, that's brilliant!" And I sit there going, "Oh, that is, I've just put the boot into someone." You know what I mean? Like mm. someone who has gone through this situation is going to hate what I've just said. So there's been a lot of me um, shifting things around and making it not as, um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, so I'm actually sitting in front of the script as, I, as I'm speaking to you, going, I'm editing. <laughs> editing and yelling editing, people editing. Editing and yelling people at people on the internet. So that's that's the thing. I have such a good excuse now, like for yelling at people on the internet, because I'm on medication. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm on medication that's turning me into a bitch. <laughs> so now I'm like, if anyone just goes, oh, that's a bit much lighter. I'm like, sorry, the medication. Yeah. Not me. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> sometimes I can be a little aggressive. But they I try not it. to be. I try to be aware of it. If they're being irrational, they deserve it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's totally irrational. And that's your bonus bits of the interview that I did with Lana Schwartz, the amazing Lana Schwartz, uh, who is in town with an amazing show, Lovely Lady Lump, at the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival from the 18th to the 20th of February. Um, just let you know as well, if you're really listening closely, there is another couple of little things that I took out uh, of the extra stuff where Lana was going into some detail about a bit of the show she's working on right now, and I didn't want to spoil the show. So uh, suffice to say, it sounds like she's put, and she has put an awful lot of work into the show, and it's well worth you seeing. Lovely Lady Lump at the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival, 18th to the 20th of February at the store in North Adelaide. Uh, go see it, go check out Lana, and uh, make sure you're part of her Adelaide Fringe in 2015. Back soon with more at Link Adelaide. For more, visit linkadelaide.com.au. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide or tweet us at linkadelaide.